0: Actually, it's good for my marriage, Tony, because I, you know, all Jeeps come with some strategically placed skid plates yeah, or, yeah. or or braces that are, that are, you know, but when I was going off road with the Jeep without skid plates on it and we'd rub on a rock going over it, my wife would be screaming, what's that? What's that? Yes. What did we did yeah. just hurt the Jeep? Yeah. Now she knows I've got a full skid plate system under there. She doesn't ask that question quite as intently.
1: Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, where we get the fun and off-road fun. Now, don't worry, but (laughs) don't don't adjust your radio or your phone. Uh, I just don't say all the words right. This is the only show where you can hear Jeep owners talk about things like mud, rocks, and giant tires, and not get weird looks. So strap in, strap on, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to laugh, learn, and have a damn good time. We guarantee that after listening to us, you'll have the sudden urge to go out and buy a Jeep and hit the trails. Don't say we didn't warn you. On tonight's episode, the in our news stories, the four by E in California, it, it may not be such a great idea. You know what I'm talking about here, Chip?
0: Well, I think so. Let's see what you're <laughs> going to say.
1: Is there another UAW strike coming to Jeep? I thought this thing
0: was all worked out. I don't think that any strike has ever all worked
1: <laughs> out. It's it's like uh, you know, hey, those other guys got something. Let's let's do the same thing. We need to get in on, in on this uh, this train. And uh, yeah, be you, too you, early. Yeah, you've, right. you've already heard uh, our guest host Chip speaking, uh, and uh, our guest host Chip is going to talk about his Jeep addiction progress. Uh, I don't know if that's something that you want to put out there for your wife to hear. Of course,
0: she doesn't listen to the show, so you're probably okay. Actually, she really enjoys me being on when I'm on the Zoom meetings and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. She gets a a kick out of it. So,
1: in our uh, must-have uh, for your Jeep, a roll bar, sunglasses holder, storage bag. It it is more exciting than it sounds. I mean, if you want to keep the the, the debris <laughs> around your your center console area, uh, not there. This is a great place where you can store your uh, store your glasses or. Uh sunglasses or whatever you want to put up there that's uh, it's kind of just kind of like a sunglass holder that goes on your roll bar. It's up out of the way and a very convenient place to uh, put to put stuff. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep talk
0: show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Hey, I'm Chip, and I have a deep addic- a deep addiction. It's been six <laughs> months since I bought my last Jeep.
1: <laughs> you know it's funny josh did a promo uh about uh going to a meeting and uh like a, a an AA meeting and uh he asked uh in the thing you guys have heard it before i'm sure where he asked uh have you heard about the jeep talk show oh get out of here go have a drink you know this was funny so we we actually <laughs> need a little promo about uh, a jeep addiction so because there's so many people have these things i mean i certainly do I do a show about jeeps and uh, I mentioned to you before we started recording, uh, Chip, that uh, the uh, the Moto Built uh, skid system uh, should be uh, arriving, maybe arriving today, and I got to figure out how to push around 340 pounds once it gets here. Can't leave it outside because uh, somebody would figure out a way to steal it.
0: Yeah, there's things like that. I mean, I always wonder, you know, what does the FedEx or UPS guy say when he's got to drag a 340 pound box up to your front door? That's just, I'm sure he's. You better buy him a nice Christmas gift. Did you
1: Did you see the video, the security cam video that I, I put up uh, way back? Well, I guess like a couple of years ago now. Whenever I ordered the Mopar two inch uh, lift kit, and uh, how the the FedEx guy, you know, it comes in those big boxes, big Jeep boxes, uh, and uh, it, it's a really cool box it has Jeep on the on all four sides and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he, so everybody he, wants those boxes.
1: He lifted it up and out of the back of the FedEx truck and walked it to the front door. Yeah. Squatty, yeah, squatty walk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. I mean, I, I've watched him carry. I had some Aev wheels delivered, and his kids grabbing like two of them at a time and carrying them to the door, and and I go to pick one of them up, and I'm like, shit. I don't...
1: <laughs> well, it's all that it's daily workout stuff. I mean, good lord, uh, that's that's kind of a. I mean, I wonder if those guys go to the gym after that. Uh, Who but, would need to? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But you know, how do you meet women? <laughs> <laughs> uh but the uh, the cool thing was uh, I uh, well, not so cool, but the the thing that surprised me was I of course, I ripped open that box and started looking at all the, those shiny new parts and stuff, because it's always fun to buy stuff and get stuff delivered uh, to your house, And it was missing parts, not all the parts were in the lift kit. And I contacted the the the, the company that I purchased the uh, the lift kit from, and they said, "Oh yeah, no, we have to ship uh, some of those parts separately because it weighs too much." To be uh, shipped through uh, like FedEx. So oh. he, he was lifting the box full of a lift kit, but the whole lift kit wasn't there. It was, it was like some control arms and stuff, but I mean the majority of the stuff was there. But it freaked me out. I was thinking, oh, here, I'm going to be going through all this crap to try to get all my parts. And uh, no, they just had to ship it in uh, two shipments.
0: Well, those Mopar boxes... I mean, they, people like we do a silent auction at our local Jeep club, raising money, and people will pay fifty, hundred bucks just for the box.
1: Oh, they're cool boxes. Have you ever noticed on uh, the QuadraTech, well, Rob from QuadraTech, when he's doing uh, the videos in the little area they have set up for those videos, they have the box Perfect. panels up on the wall, yeah, which is yeah. which was a neat idea. Um, sure. But, uh, it's art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would. Uh, I had no use for the box, so I actually gave the ninety percent of the boxes. I forgot the bottom part. I, I gave, but I gave it all to Chuck at one of the uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas off-road events. But
0: well, Chuck's probably got it in his office, right next to his Jeep hood that he uses for a desk.
1: Yeah, uh, that's which I still have problems with. Change that. <laughs> change, uh, change out that hood. Put it back on a Jeep and uh, just use the box for a desk. <laughs> All right, so uh, Chip, you're familiar with our Patreon
0: subscription thingy, aren't you? I am. I am. I have a Patreon. I think I was number four.
1: Oh, that's very cool. Uh, and uh, have you noticed anything? Do you make use of the Patreon account?
0: Well, I just mentioned I bought those. Uh, I bought those Aev rims, and 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 in ordering, well, I, I bought some rock Slide Engineering. I bought that strap system that you can hook a uh, the the Roto Packs to on your rear wheel. Uh huh. So if I, you know, have had four gallons of extra gas. So I've been using the Jeep talk show discounts and it's paying for my, you know, I, I haven't made huge purchases, but right. it's, it's really paying the discounts. Uh, it's helping on, because uh, I called Northridge and ordered it through Northridge for two reasons. One, they have the Jeep talk show discount with Patreon but more importantly, I really enjoyed that prime rib that I got out at at, at EJS this year. And I even told the guy, and, and the guy got a kick out of
1: it. Yeah, I bet. Well, you know, that's a big expense for them. I mean, it wasn't just them. I, I think they partnered up with uh, one or other two uh, companies for that. But well, it's I, it's a big expense for them, and they never know what works. So whenever they hear, it's just like it's just like us. I mean, it's great whenever I hear that people uh, listen to the show or they like a specific episode or uh, a specific thing we talk about. It, it means a lot because we're putting time and effort into this. So when we hear from people, it, it really helps, and I'm sure they liked hearing that uh, that uh, that expense. Uh, for the, uh, the food at that event was a big deal to them. There's a, a reason why they should continue to do it. So I, I think a lot of people don't mention stuff like this whenever they, they probably should.
0: Well, it's, it, it's a, you just talked about ROI when you guys were talking about SEMA in the last couple episodes, right? Right. That there's a return on investment for, our, for their expenses and time that they're doing out at SEMA. Well, same thing with, with EJS. With this event, you know, for Northridge, that was, that was probably the, one of the best... Uh was definitely the best meal of any of the, the things, but that's what's so exciting about EJS was all the things that were occurring during the day. You get to go wheeling, and then at night, you get to go to all these um, hospitality events that, that you can, one, run into the who's who of, of Jeeps. But, um, you know, and, and you, I think there were six or eight vendors there, and and yep. I'm a manufacturer. Dana rep. was I there, out- I remember. Dana, Aev, uh, man, I, I hate to start listing. Billstein was there. There was there was a whole bunch of booths out there that I I stopped at and visited on my way into the dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, those guys, you know, they have marketing budgets, right? So so they have to. You know, Northridge will go to them and say, hey. Would you help sponsor this event? And they so not only does Northridge want to see a return on investment, but so would the vendors that helped sponsor it as well.
1: Right, the vendors and, and of course the the place that uh, the the food was being made and that facility. That was a cool facility, man. That thing was way up on the side of the of the mountain, uh, and right. you could you could see it from the main street there in Moab. And it was just cool. I remember driving well, up there in the Gladiator, and uh, fortunately, I found a place to park. You know, I got
0: there late. I didn't get no damn steak. I know, I know. You, you spent too much time talking. You should have spent time eating.
1: You know, I was. Well, I'm trying to think if that was whenever I was coming back from uh, uh, on top of a metal masher or not. And I, I, I no. was, I was busy doing something. And I, I definitely wanted to get over there and do and and uh, be there at that event. And then when I finally got there, actually, I think when I walked in, they were still serving food. But I was busy talking to uh, the, the Bill was there. Uh, you were there. You guys had been smoozing people. Uh, greasing them up for really for me to talk to so I,
0: I spent a lot of time talking to that videographer
1: yeah that was there yeah found out a lot of information about Instagram and stuff so right. well anyway right. the, nope. the Patreon cool. thing the Patreon thing has been a, a, a good deal for you because it saved you some money it's not Zabo money Zabo uh, saved like 500 bucks with a uh, a kc uh, light purchase uh, but he spent a bunch of money on that and uh, but it, it was also the northridge four x four dot com uh, discount code that we have and uh, i just really appreciate that code and uh, really appreciate them uh, making it available for our, our patreon subscribers um, also, too, Chip, I know you've heard about this. Uh, t- tell me your tell me your, your true thoughts on this. The Jeep Talk Show Morning Thunder that we're we're working on, basically a a Jeeps and coffee type event locally here for at Studio A. Uh, I say Houston area, but it will be in the Katy uh, area. So uh, a lot of people don't uh, a lot of people understand where Houston is. A lot of people don't understand where Katy is. So uh, well, what do you think about a Jeep and coffee event? Uh, for uh, uh, Jeep, the Jeep Talk Show?
0: I probably won't make the one in Houston. Well, you, but, you, uh. but you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in Texas, and, but yeah. No, you know, I, I really like the idea. Um, if we have other listeners or other people that are in the Zoom room or people that want to host some of those occasionally once a month, something, I think it'd be great. I'm in a very rural environment. I mean, I, I've got to drive, you know, almost, well, I've got to drive five or, 10 miles to get to a coffee shop and, and there's wow. there's a bunch of Jeeps you around. You could be dead them, by then. My God. You're, you're, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> so when you're in a rural environment, maybe it's spread out and, and a lot of the local Jeep clubs do have, in, you know, the coffee drive, you know, drive in for coffee or or go in on a cruise in night on a week on a weeknight. Um, so I don't know that I'm going to set one up locally for me, but I think when you're in a metropolitan area and you got a group of listeners and they all kind of want to get together and you start saying, hey, the, you know, this day of the month, if you're in, uh, you know, set something up locally, we could actually, I guess, Tony, we haven't talked about it. We could populate that on the calendar.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, no, stuff. we definitely need it there. Uh, and uh, yeah. it would be good. To, uh, also too, we could actually, I don't know how much room we have there, but we, we may be able to list locations along with sure. that. Cause I think it'd be good to have, have it on the same uh, day, the same date, uh, if we have multiple of these events across the country, because we have uh, Jeep Talk Show team members across the country, uh, that uh, it's all it's always on the same date. So whenever we're talking about it on the show, uh, we can say, hey, this is coming up 7 a.m. Saturday morning, and it's going to be available and blah, 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 blah. And uh, we right. might actually be able to do some live uh, videos from the various locations, uh, just you know, a little clip. Uh, it helps advertise it and also to... Uh, it, uh, it it just kind of gets you kind of make a, a come together type thing, and I mean, and that's sure. kind of the downside to doing the uh, doing the show. Unless you're going to like EJS or uh, SEMA or one of the locations where multiple people come together, you really don't get a chance to meet people. Uh, and and the people, and, and it doesn't have to be uh, Ian Johnston or uh, Greg Henderson or these names, big names in the the Jeep four x four world. Uh, it, it, everybody, it's, it's any Jeep owner. And that's the cool thing about doing the coffee thing is that you, you don't have to be famous. You just have to, you know, you just need a Jeep or have the, the wish to have a Jeep and want right. to talk about Jeeps and, uh, and drink coffee. And frankly, they probably have other things besides coffee if you're not a coffee drinker. So, uh, the, the big thing is this, is this showing up?
0: <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I, I just, I, I'm curious to see how it goes for you and, and Katie and also then, if we get a couple other events, you know, going some other places around the country. So what
1: do you think? Do you think it would be a good idea Would be monthly or quarterly to start off with? I, I'm really leaning towards monthly.
0: Well... Start it off as monthly, see how it goes, and then go from there.
1: Yeah, if nobody shows up, make it quarterly, and then uh, every six months, and then uh, never. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, you just have to you have to try things, right? I know. I, I'm just
1: all, I'm always a negative Nelly because I'm thinking, nobody's going to listen to this. I want to do the podcast, but nobody's going to listen to this. Okay, well, they're listening. Let's try doing a, a, a coffee thing. Oh, nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to, oh, okay, well, let's do it more often. <laughs> So I always, I, I guess I shouldn't uh, look at it negatively, but it's just like you know, who am I? What you know? Why would anybody show up for try, having
0: coffee with uh, with the Jeep Talk Show? But uh, they, I'm, not, I'm kind of the opposite. I would let's give it a try and oh no, no, we're definitely
1: we're definitely going to try it. So. Yeah. um <laughs> speaking of trying something uh they are trying something in california uh i i think uh, you and i had uh, talked about this a little bit over the phone the other day and i was just shocked uh that uh, and that's not a pun uh but uh, having a four by e in california may not be such a great idea uh and of course that's the jeep tie-in but any uh thing that uses electricity so uh there's a there's a saying uh, that i don't like uh, because it's often very true. So goes California, so goes the nation. And that's what worries me about this. It scares me. So, I yeah, I don't enjoy beating up on California, but at times I feel the need to ring the fire bell or turn the hand crank on the tor- tornado warning siren. I just made the PTSD uh, in uh, people in, uh, in Oklahoma. Oh, God, was that the siren? So uh, <laughs> back in August, uh, PV, uh, like as in Papa Victor, uh, I'm sure it's like photovoltaic uh, is probably what that stands for. But PV Magazine published a story about a proposed decision that would require apartment dwellers uh, or their landlords that had solar panels and/or storage batteries to b- provide all of the collected electricity to the grid. Now they would have to they would sell it to the grid, so they would be paid for this electricity. But the the thing that gets me is it's not surplus electricity. It's all the electricity that they are uh, collecting from those solar panels. And then they have to uh, provide it to the grid, the local grid, uh, whatever the, the company, the power company is there. And then they would have to buy back electricity at a higher rate. That just sounds ridiculous. Oh, it sounds draconian. Uh, I mean... It's but, you You go, and this isn't California, this isn't the, the, the power company saying, oh, here's these solar panels, oh, here's these batteries, oh, and here's somebody to install it for you, and now uh, we're going to, you know, you have to send us that electricity and then buy it back from us. No, no, no. This is, you, you already have the solar panels installed, you already have the batteries installed, you've already paid the person to, to install it. Oh, yeah, now, just send that send that fresh electricity over to us. Yeah, we, we'll take that, and then here,
0: here's but, your bill. <laughs> so I, I, after you mentioned that to me, I started looking online a little bit, and the solar company, the people that sell the solar panels and install the solar panels are obviously fighting this. But, you know, you're— Oh, it, been, nobody's going to do ago? it.
1: Nobody's going to do well, it if, you, if you're not going to be able to get the benefits of the electricity that you just invested in.
0: I don't know how solar panel – I mean, I don't know when you're hooked into the grid. I know like with a generator that – like if I have a backup generator, so if I lose power, it goes out, I've got a switch that will flip over. I haven't installed this yet, but I'm getting ready to – is to – it'll flip over so I don't backfeed into the line. So, I understand you don't want that backfeed to occur, but to actually force them to sell the electricity that they're generating through their investment in, in solar energy that they've promoted for several years now, and will continue to promote. Now you got to buy it. They're gonna they're gonna sell it to the electric company for whatever per kilowatt, and then you got to buy it back at a higher cost. That, that kind of defeats the purpose. I mean, there's been tax incentives, right? Over the years, they get 30% tax credits, uh, and and that's gonna graduate down over the next 10 years. But you get these tax breaks; they're incentivizing you to put these in, and now they're gonna penalize you because you got to sell it to them and buy it back at a higher price.
1: So I think that uh, the the thing that confuses me and and help me understand this. Uh, so the sunlight falls on California, and, and therefore California owns it. <laughs> I mean, well, and the next thing they'll be taxing is air. Right? <laughs> you can't breathe unless you pay a tax. Hey, total recall. Uh, they were selling <laughs> air on Mars. So that was Mars. Uh, and this is interesting because this is kind of a theme apparently with California because something similar is going on with groundwater. If you have a well in California, well, the, the they want the, the California uh, government or whatever wants to put a meter on it because they want to sell you the water that you're taking out of the ground. Well, uh, Again, they're uh, not paying for the well. They're not paying for no. the, the drill. They're not paying for the, the equipment, but they want to, to charge you on that groundwater
0: usage. Well, California is kind of unique. In many aspects, right? But so I, I live on a farm in Illinois, and I've got a well. And I love the fact that it, it almost, I mean, I have to have electricity to power that well. Right. Now, I could have a generator that would do it. And if I want to try to get off the grid, I don't, think, I don't think it's reasonable to try to get entirely off the grid. But, but I like the fact that I've got my own well and water source. Yeah, um, And they're not going to, and I'm in the Great Lakes region, right? So the Great Lakes, we've got, we've got water. It's not water is a great thing that we have now. There's been times like when the Carolinas went through a drought, they were going to pipe water. They they proposed that they were going to pipe our water down to North Carolina. Good lord! But then you lose it because it goes out of our out of the rain the rain shed. So, or watershed. But in California, they've got so such a restriction. You know, they they've got such limitations. Maybe it's not just as a function of them trying to make more money, which ultimately that may be the reason but maybe it's because they're trying to control how much water someone might consume because it's a limited resource.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but it still goes back to the thing, you know, where were they whenever all this stuff was being put in and, uh, also too, uh, what are they doing with the money? This, this goes back to taxing. Uh, the, it, I guarantee you whenever a, an entity like a government taxes you and they're not held accountable, uh, for, for what they're spending it on. um, it's just, uh, it's just uh, taxing is. Just, uh, I still think that uh, governments ought to be like PBS, where they have to get donations. Then they have a, they have to go on TV and beg you for money every so often. I, that's the only because if they were having to work for that money, then it would be a lot different. A government is just is just shit. I mean, it just it is just it, it always. It's absolute power corrupts absolutely, and I and I don't know how how we're gonna fix it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I can understand where it's a, a limited resource, but, the, but you're talking about the sun providing a Correct. resource that is limited, but there's a lot more of it than what there may be in the groundwater situation. And of course, it always depends on the, the day-to-day thing. The sun is not a, a finite resource. Of course, I, I think the water isn't a finite resource either, but I think it kind of goes back to that same uh, thought process that if it's in the ground or hitting the ground, uh, we own it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, the water, you don't, water is almost, is it like a mineral right, right? I mean, in Texas, yeah. you're well aware, where if they've got, if people maintain the mineral rights, so they've got gas or oil below them, and they're going to maintain those if you've got water below you, although the aquifers are usually pretty good size. You, you were talking about taxes, Tony. So, so these roads are built with fuel tax, right, for the most part? Right. Well, so an EV, they're not buying gas. So if you're running EV cars, who's going to pay for the roads to be upgraded and and maintained?
1: Well, they're not- well they're going to do it because you're going to attach a GPS thing to it and track where you how how how, yeah, how many miles did you travel and tax you based on how much you drive. Okay, well, which that, is going that, to be that. interesting because with the self the full self driving uh, on the the Teslas that's coming uh, coming out <laughs> soon, right. you're going to have to pay taxes on the, the, the vehicle driving itself around. that wow. That's going to be interesting, too. Of course, you can make yeah. money off of uh, like having your own Uber service that way. So it's not necessarily, right. it's not necessarily a loss, but it's still an interesting concept. It's like being uh, right. having your EV, a full self-driving EV, pulled over by a cop. It probably is not going to happen. They're going to have to make modifications <laughs> because, so a police officer can uh, can stop a vehicle or pull it over. Or I don't know who he's going to talk to. I don't know who he's going to beat up and shoot. Uh, the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting point. <laughs> Sorry, you fit the description. There is no description. There's nobody there.
0: No there. No <laughs> but that goes back. So if you have a self-driving car and you're and you go out and get hammered you put it in self driving mode to drive you home and you won't get a DUI because you're drunk on the other side and the car's driving itself
1: that's going to be really interesting because you know that's a that you know when we talk about taxes and collecting money you know that's another good way for for uh, cities and uh, uh towns to collect money is that that whole uh uh DWI things i don't want to say scam but to a certain degree yeah. that's that's a big uh, I mean, it, it's helpful. You don't want you don't want somebody that's uh, driving under the influence hurting somebody, but also too right. that's a big
0: payday. It, well, it's a big penalty, and some states are more strict than others. I mean, oh, I've payday had, for uh, the city, not for the not for the person that got arrested. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a big expense, and and but it, I've also had friends that were killed by drunk drivers, and so you yeah, know, you no, hit it, it needs earth, to happen. You know, but it,
1: it goes back pay. to that whole government thing. What what's the government doing with the money, and what, what's their motivations?
0: If they can figure out how to tax it, they will.
1: Exactly. They're they're better at spending our money than than we are, is the bottom line, is what I get from that.
0: They're not better. They they No spend that, that's more the way they
1: think. Money. No, that's the way they think. Oh,
0: yeah. And we're we stupid. need to go yeah. along. We
1: need to take care of you guys because you're too stupid to be able to spend your own money and uh d- decide, you know, that you can use uh, solar panels to make things cheaper. Uh, for you to live your life. And, oh, we're going to fix that. We're going to uh, make sure that you sell that and then buy it back at a higher rate. Uh, so I are going to do
0: that with wind turbines too, right? If you somebody know, puts up- that's
1: interesting, and that's a great point. Are they going to do the same thing with wind turbines? Possibly. Although this is really directed, and, and I find it interesting, this is really directed at uh, renters, uh, multifamily housing farms and schools so it's not like they're going after the individual like if you've got a home and solar panels they're not going currently anyway they're not going after those people they're going after uh the the like i was saying renters and multifamily housings so i would i don't know when when they say renters that would seem to me to be the landlord uh of the of the the facility so
0: i Maybe, maybe not. They were talking in one of the articles I was reading, because you mentioned this to me the other day. I read an article, and they were saying that they're just going to impose a $30 to $70 additional charge to the renters.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So, I don't like this, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that uh, people uh, 50, 60, 70 years ago, whenever they started having to pay federal t- uh, income taxes for the first time, didn't like it, didn't see the sense in it. I, I just don't know what we can do about it. I mean, we can do something about this. We don't have to pay taxes. We could change this. We could make it where uh, the the government had to come up with a way of collecting money in some some way somehow that did, did not did not involve a, a federal income tax. Um, well, but
0: when you when you say we can't affect it, we always just say the way you affect it is with your vote. But I don't know that I trust that process.
1: Oh, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, anytime, uh, and I don't want to start a thing here, but anytime that uh, uh, people will argue that you shouldn't have to have valid ID to cast a vote, that is a huge warning sign because it tells me that uh, somebody's not on the up and up. They they don't want to be accountable for who
0: is and who isn't voting. Um, They argue that it's discriminatory. But those same people have IDs to do all anything. I mean,
1: why do I, I have a driver's license? There's no need oh, in a driver's license. I mean, me driving on the road is less important than me being
0: able to vote. But just a photo ID. I mean, people have to have photo IDs. No, it's, it's, I, I don't it, know. It, it, it's a, it's, this, it's not we can inclusive. can talk for an hour just on
1: this topic. Oh, I know. But it's, yeah. it's just so stupid. So, yeah, I mean, we can, obviously we can change things with our vote, but it seems like they're fixing that so that, that they can control the votes as well. I mean, it's, things need to change. They need to change drastically. And I think that's the, the part that scares a lot of uh, 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 people in the government. They don't want it to change drastically. They that's want to be in control odd. over it.
0: That's exactly why I just focus on my Jeep and having fun and buying more parts for my Jeep and and figure that's it's a, going to work. That's a out. G-
1: that's a good point. And people are listening <laughs> to this, going, "I hear enough <laughs> political crap on on the TV. I don't need to hear it now." So, uh, and this is kind of political and kind of uh, disturbing. But the the Toledo Jeep plant may be facing
0: another strike. Have you already heard about this, uh, Chip? I I had not until you brought this up, and I see it in the show notes here, but. You know the strikes. You you get a strike. They get part of. Maybe they felt like they 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 agreed too quickly or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I,
1: it's like yeah it's like going to facebook marketplace and the guy comes by and wants to buy your uh, your old uh, jeep uh, hardtop and uh he uh he agrees to the 900 dollars, just a little too quick oh did i say 900 i meant to well, say 1200 yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> i mean i made that deal a little too quick i i can tell
0: <laughs> you know i don't know i'm i am i remember back and this is dating myself, but when I was in high school, I was making like three dollars an hour, right? And 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 at the same time, the the UAW workers in Detroit were making, I think, eighteen dollars an hour. Well, you were just a chump. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I mean, but I was flipping burgers at McDonald's and other jobs. But but you know, they've they've they seem to leverage themselves well, and somebody has to look out that the corporations aren't taking advantage and and having slave labor or sweat boxes and those kind of things. On the other hand, um yeah, and there's controls too, right? Of people, you know, how people are dealt with when they're when they get in trouble. I mean you've heard stories of oh yeah you know, workers coming my, my in union, or, my but, union worker, my union rep. Yeah. I remember Nikki G talking about that. <laughs> so, so there's a place for a union, but, yeah. but continue to strike and put businesses in pain. Um, you know, they're there the corporations are there to make money. We're a capitalist society. But on the other hand, you also shouldn't take advantage of the workers. So there has to be some kind of, especially huge corporations, somebody's looking out for the little guy, but but sometimes it seems to be kind of like the government where the unions have taken on so much power <laughs> and you wonder what these presidents of the it's union are. You know, it's another layer of government is the way I see it. <laughs> it kind of is. And you're forced to join a lot of times, right? Or right. nearly or pressured to, so.
1: Well, I mean, it, yeah, unless you, I know, unless you have a hundred percent buy-in, you you don't have as much power. I mean, you you needs to right. be an all or nothing thing. I certainly understand that. And by the way, we had somebody write in and was talking about us bashing the UAW here on the show, and 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 I, I don't. I mean, I don't particularly uh, myself uh, like unions. I would not like to be forced to have to be in a union to work at a company. Uh, i i do understand that side of it but i was just going to mention that um the, they recommended us having somebody from the uaw on the show and i would love to talk to a, a uaw person but uh one of the people that uh, that uh, emailed us in and said they can't talk about certain things because they could lose their job so i don't know that we'll actually be able to have a uaw worker on the show
0: Maybe you don't get a UAW member, but you get a UAW officer or someone that can represent that's, them and, and give their me. side of it. Yeah, right. That somebody yeah. that can talk, sure. You know, you don't want to you don't want to have somebody violate what they can, can. It's like a lawyer, right? There's certain things they can say and can't say about a, a client. But but if if somebody could shed some light and and maybe give us some information of why we'd want to, why is you know, why, why, why is be, a union well, a good
1: thing? Yeah. is really the way i'd like to hear it because yeah. i always like to think that if i was in in, in business and i was uh, uh making money for myself but also to employing people and them uh, being able to support their families because of that job that i would be in control over how much people were being paid and it would be a performance-based type thing also too, it have to be a, a realism a realism based thing where i need to make a certain amount of money to keep the, the business going and I can't just have somebody dictating to me what I'm going to pay uh, the workers. They have to trust me, and if they don't trust me, then they can go find another job. And uh, that, but that, that's kind of taken away with the, the the union type thing. Anyway, yeah. we haven't got to the point of this yet. This is a, a Mobis. I think I'm pronouncing that right. M O B I S uh, contract. There's a deadline for that contract approaching. And uh, I think because of uh, how well uh, things turned out for the UAW, uh, they are looking at uh, striking. Well, actually, they they are going to strike. They voted uh, 99.7% in favor of striking. Now, uh, this is the UAW local uh, 12 members of uh, MOBUS. uh, Then they supply parts to Jeep. Uh, They voted to strike. Workers at the plant, which... uh, uh, supplies uh, completed chassis uh, models, uh, modules rather, to Jeep's Toledo assembly compl- uh, complex voted overwhelmingly in favor of strike authorization, according to UAW Local 12 MOBUS chairman uh, Jeremy Narvara, I think is how that's pronounced. Um,
0: you know, I think this, the scariest part about this, Tony, that's the Toledo plant. That's yep. the Wrangler, right? Because yep. during Toledo Jeep Fest, my wife and I went to that plant. And got our picture taken in front of the, the big Jeep sign out in their front yard. And so if I had a Jeep on order and these guys are talking about striking, how many more weeks is that gonna delay my Jeep from coming? Or or the dealer, you know, you've been you know, we try to go in, and you want to see the 2024s. I know they've got some specials on, you know, you've talked about those before, the gladiators and things, and, mm-hmm. and there's still twenty twenty threes probably to be had, but delaying pub you know delaying production of of a vehicle and then delaying delivery the people that are waiting. Well, it just makes the. It's still not as bad as the Bronco with the problems they had with the hardtop and people waited a year for their damn vehicle. But. <laughs> it,
1: it still gives a bad taste in your mouth for Jeep. I mean, and it's not really Jeep's fault. Although they could, you could look at it like, well, if you had paid them enough to start with, maybe they wouldn't have struck. Uh, uh, struck. Yeah, I guess that would be the right way of saying it.
0: We don't know. Is it, is it wages? Is it working conditions? What What? Are
1: the, what are they. Oh, no. What, it's what's this on is, table, this right? is wages. <laughs> just wages. Just wages. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, the, uh, so the, the the union's contract uh, with Mobus uh, expired at 11.59 p.m on November 14th so uh, a day before that was last uh, night yeah a day before w- recording this uh so uh on Thursday uh Navarra said that the recent UAW strikes against Atlantis Ford and General Motors have all yielded tentative agreements Inspired workers at Mobus. So as I read that was, hey, these guys got some. We need to get some too. So that's why I say it. it, it, We mean you're right. It may just not not just be wages. It could be four day work weeks and uh, uh, automatic blowjobs on the line. I don't know. (laughs) Just whatever they wait. (laughs) That's an option. I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, but it's kind of like Know Your Worker uh, Day, so uh, it's not as good as you think. It's like going to a nude beach. It's never as good as you think it's going (laughs) to be. I've been to one of those too.
0: It was disappointing.
1: (laughs) So uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't like seeing this, but I guess it's just the this is this is all um, I think indicative of uh, the sky high inflation that we've been uh all that we've all been a part of. I think it was Steve O that was talking in uh the uh, Discord server last night. If you'd like to be a part of our Discord server, everybody can join. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com/contact to uh, use the Discord server invite and come join us. But anyway, Steve O was talking about uh how he really enjoys getting a burger but he can't really afford to go buy a 25 uh, $25 burger and fries and I I'm not sure that included a drink or not. And then be asked for a tip because yeah. they brought the food to the you know the window or to the counter and and handed it to him. Uh, I, 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 Shoo wee! I mean, people. Can you imagine if the union was in charge of all the uh, the waiters and wait, waitresses out there? Anybody that needed a tip. Um, well, not, that's another and, and, thing. That's another thing we need to get need to talk about. Uh, I mean, good lord, a tip on a twenty five dollar burger, a twenty percent tip, which is the standard quote unquote standard tip. Uh, what is that? That's five dollars. Would be twenty percent or twenty five dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean, but but you go back. That's where the whole thing is, right? With the inflation that's going on, and then you do have union people somewhere in that mix, Tony. It's not the server, but you've got. Whoever's producing the food, the the burgers that they're delivering, you know, at some plate, some point along the lines, the meat processing plants. I mean, there's so many people that are touching it and that affecting that cost. It it may or may not be that franchise making money it may be that their costs right the the cost of the buns the cost of the oh, cheese oh no absolutely
1: cost- no the prices went up but also two prices went up because uh the whole push for 15 dollars minimum wage i mean uh, the, you you need you, working at mcdonald's you need to have a living wage this could you imagine back when you were a kid uh making three dollars an hour if somebody said no that's not a living wage you need to be making what the uh, the union workers are making the 18 dollars an hour now you, as an employee and as a kid, oh, hell yeah, you probably yeah. would have bought a Jeep back then, right? <laughs> if right. you could afford it. But right. unfortunately, that's not how it works. Because if the lowest people uh, at, at jobs start making the same amount of money that the higher end people do, then prices go up. Uh, and oh, this but, is the thing but, that, 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 that this is why we need to teach math in school. You can't just have a large group of people start making a lot more money. And, and not expect prices to go up. So all this stuff is 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 because of people uh, making decisions that don't know their ass from a home to a ground. They don't understand how uh, economics work,
0: and this is basic economics. This isn't even but- chess economics. <laughs> when was the last time you heard an economist being interviewed and talking? I mean, they, they I'm I'm a my degree is ag econ, and and I took a lot of economy classes. Of, and macro micro and you look at you know cause and effect and you know you do this it's going to cause this and people people especially people in in office they don't i don't know that they take into consideration all those cause and effects they just think it sounds like a great idea let's pay these people more without thinking of the consequences now i don't i know too i mean so the cost of the 25 dollar burger well that person that's serving it to you if they're a minimum wage employee now you're bringing up servers I have a compassion for those because when I'm on the road traveling, I like to eat and I like my servers. But a lot of those people don't make minimum wage. They're dependent on the tip oh, absolutely. to help give them the compensation. Now, you right. go spend $100 at a restaurant. The guy makes 20 extra dollars as a tip and the whole process takes an hour. He made $20 off my table, but he may be waiting on four or five other tables. So, he made $100 an hour working a table. Now, mm-hmm. that's at a higher end restaurant, right? Right. But and and typically, it's not the guy setting it on the counter that's taking your order. or No, handing it out. they're they're right. actually doling it's,
1: out service. They're being paid the for that are. service.
0: But that's where the difference is, right? You're you're talking about restaurants where they do ask for a tip. Typically, they're actually going to carry the food out to your table. So there is a level of service there. Right. I've also noticed a lot of these restaurants are starting to clean up the tables for you too, instead of making you go carry your garbage. So there's a there's a a service involved there that getting the person compensated. I don't want to be down on, on on the food servers. That's a you know it's it's hard to target certain groups and, and you can kind of pick them apart, but until you've walked in their shoes, you don't really understand what they're faced with.
1: Well, and and they need to walk in my shoes because uh <laughs> the the point of me buying the food is because I want it and I'm trying to get it at a the best price that I can. And if they wanna be uh, persnickety and say, look, if you can't tip, don't buy. Oh, that's fine with me. I can do what I'm supposed to do and go to the store and buy it and make my own food for a lot less money. But what's that going to do to your tip? Well, the tip ain't going to be there either way, and you won't have a place to work at. Because it'll go out of business if, if if what you're telling people to do they actually uh, they actually decide to do. Now so I, optional, agree, right? I agree I agree that people that should. the people that give you service they should get a tip and that tip tip should be related to the service that they provided. I'm talking the thing that really pisses me off is is that whenever nothing is done uh, special, you know, you pick up your your food off the counter that somebody sat there. Uh, you're not being serviced like in a table type environment. And my wife sent me a thing the other day. Do you know at Walmart self checkout a tip screen comes up? What?
0: I can tip myself. Do I get paid? How does that work?
1: So and and then she sent I said, Well that that's easy. That would be no tip. If I'm doing self checkout, that would be no tip. And then I thought about it and went, well, I think they have people floating around that help people out on these self-checkout deals. So that tip is probably for them. And that's being generous. It may not be. It may just be a, a, a surcharge for the company, a way for the company to make more money.
0: And Those said, people well, that are standing off to the side are there just to make sure you've t- you've ran every item that you had over the barcode, they're, right? But they'll also help you. I I, I do not do yeah, self checkout. I I, I, I don't. don't I don't because I want to I want to have the store hire more people. I like yeah. to interact with people. I would rather deal with people. I do not like kiosks at restaurants. I do not like self checkout. Now sometimes if I have one or two items and there's a long line in the if they have people working, I'll go through the one or two items, but. I just I don't like self checkout. No. It, it, they've made it fairly efficient. Well, but they're, they're removing the
1: service. People. They're removing the service aspect, and they're still asking for a tip. And yeah. uh, I said, I said, well, I am picking zero. And then she sent me another right. screen where somebody had taken a picture at the self checkout. There was no zero percent or zero uh, selection on what? the screen. You had to pick.
0: Ridiculous. Yeah. No. No.
1: That's no. So the people are, the, are trying to standardize tips. And, and uh, you know, where this is going to go is, it's going to go with people not having jobs in the service industry because they're going to be replaced with robots. And soon, and soon, a lot sooner than you think. And they're going to handle it that way. Prices aren't gonna, won't go down, but, uh, but profits will go up for the people that are doing this.
0: You know, Tony, a lot of this whole conversation, you've been talking about self-driving cars. So that if that does that, and the Tesla's run around without drivers, now the Uber drivers are going to be out. Right. Uber eats, and you talk about drones delivering things, and you start eliminating people there. This is all AI, right? It's, yes. It's, it's AI. And when I was in school, AI was artificial insemination. Oh. So basically, we're getting artificial insemination. So inseminated, it's, it's Thanksgiving, so the turkey
1: baster comes into play on the, <laughs> the artificial insemination. I, I see where you're going with this
0: we go
1: turkey <laughs> and that's the that's the noise that when you're inseminated by a turkey baster shut up shut up shut up <laughs> Oh, gee, man, this is a lot of fun, Chip. You are you do really good here on the the talking here. We're, we're almost done with this episode, and, and we haven't even gotten through the stuff. So anyway, we apologize for all the union bashing, uh, which I don't think it is. But you, the, the, I understand if it comes across that way. I, I think unions are a good idea. I just don't know that I'd want to be a part of one. And sorry for all the political stuff. But damn it, it's just, what is it? It just grinds my gears. Isn't that what Peter says? It just grinds yeah. my gears. All right, Chip, let's talk about your 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 addiction issue
0: and and is this unique just to you? <laughs> is it unique to me? I don't think so. I've seen some other addicts that are even worse than I am. Uh-huh. But but yeah, I got you know, so if you want a little background, you you wanted me to talk a little bit about my story, I guess. You know, in the fall of 2015, I finally broke down and bought my first Jeep. It was a little CJ5 and it was all stock and I had it for maybe a month and I decided, hey, there's an off-road park. This Badlands off-road park is only thirty miles from my house. I'm gonna run over and just see. Everybody talks about it, and I've got right. a Jeep now. I didn't know to air down. I didn't, you know, how oh, I know, there's
1: a lot of things that you have I put to learn. It in four yeah. low.
0: I didn't know to put it in four low. I was like, okay, so I'm running around with my Jeep and it's capable and I'm running around and and I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I start just digging into it during the winter and uh and then found out about these Jeep Jamborees and realized that maybe my stock little CJ5 wasn't going to be ideal to run so i upgraded to a built CJ5 that somebody else had built i didn't know enough to 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 build one myself or have the time to do it so had a had a really nice CJ5 with a V8 in it and 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 it's on 35 inch tires and it's really capable but it's an old Jeep and things were going you know i'd have to work on it. The brakes went out one time when I was on a Jamboree, um, had to come back, put another master cylinder in, but, oh no! but, but, but I was there the next day and finished the Jamboree. They were all surprised. I came back the next day, but I got it, got it fixed. And we, we were on the, on the trail again. And then I, I got to the point where, you know, I want a little bit more dependable, a little bit more comfortable Jeep. And I, I bought a TJ, uh, it was a 2005 Rubicon lifted. Nice. It was, it was, it, you know, it had 35s. I went back to 33s. It just drove, handled better. I liked the 33s on it and drove that for a while. And then I had some friends planning a trip to Moab. And I'm like, I don't know that I want to drive a TJ all the way out to Moab. Could have, but my wife and I are, you know, right in our late 50s. And we're like, you know, I I want a little bit more comfort. So, we bought a, a 2014 JK to drive out to Moab and wheel it. And I built it up. And that's really my my main vehicle now off-road. but in I mean, the midst That's of the
1: one that you had at EJS, right? The one you trailered yeah. out.
0: Yeah, I trailered it out not because it's not capable to drive out there, but because it's got close to 90,000 miles on it and I don't want to run highway miles up.
1: Well, I, I mean, run- you've got the trailer, you've got the truck to pull it, why not? I mean, and also, too, if if you break something, you you don't have to fix it
0: in Moab. The braking part scared, is a concern in the back of my mind. I've got it built up. I've spent probably as much on aftermarket parts as I did on buying the Jeep itself. Um, and so you got an investment there. And if I had to go buy another Jeep and build it up, I'm going to have a, some pretty good expenses. So I just look at it that I'm going to conserve my miles on that vehicle to be mostly trail miles if right. I can. Yeah, no,
1: that's um, but, a great idea. And, and you're, and you're of, loving that you actually finally bought a Jeep. You've
0: wanted a Jeep for a long time, right? I did. We, we were talking on the Zoom meeting and, and – I I mean, I used to sit as a kid, I'd watch those commercials in the, in the seventies where they were running Jeeps around and, and the girls were all excited to ride somebody. <laughs> Over, guy's Jeep. They were way too excited. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, and those were the old CJs and those weren't the most practical, comfortable vehicle, especially, you know, I wanted something I could drive for an hour or two and, and get there in a little bit more comfort. And so I've, I've always looked as Jeep as kind of a luxury, but that was with the CJ's and, and now with the JK's and, and well, really TJ's JK's now the JL's those are so comfortable. I mean, is it as comfortable as riding in a Cadillac? Probably not, but it, I, it's want it to be. It.
1: I would not want, a, I would not want that ride in a Jeep.
0: So, but so in the midst of all my bills and doing stuff and buying Jeeps for trail riding, my wife got a 2018 uh, JKU and then she put, I don't know forty, fifty thousand 50,000 miles on it and it had miles on it when we bought it it was used. Finally bought her a new Jeep this summer and our first new vehicle in in 43 years of marriage it's our first new vehicle we bought. I always bought one with 20,000 miles or something sure. somebody else Let somebody dep- else
1: pay the de- depreciation, sure.
0: But we got this uh you know this new JL JL U. that's uh it's a Rubicon and it's set up. It could be my next trail Jeep once she you know, we put some miles on it, and she wants something else down the road, maybe. But, but so she's driving it as her daily. So, so we're we're, we're multiple Jeep household, and uh, and and I'm always looking for events. I mean, you talk about things. So, you know, in the in the course of the last eight years, I've been to Moab and to Windrock and to AOA and Roush Creek and just some of those destinations. I've gathered. Well, I don't even count now over twenty of the Jeep uh, Badge of Honors just. I got kind of involved then i was attending several jeep jamborees and uh they invited me to trail guide so i started helping to trail guide for the last three years and i I got involved with the jeep adventure academies so it's just been a lot of fun a lot of a lot of the process and you know my friends tuned me into the jeep talk show and and just listening and the encouragement of of things to do things not to do listening to people you know you go online and you look for information and there's so many times that whatever the person bought is the best thing. And oh, so absolutely.
1: Nobody makes a resource. bad decision. Oh, Quick question for you. On any yeah. of those Jeeps that you have, do you have a skid system on it?
0: Yeah, I put one on my, just an oil pan skid on my TJ to help it out. And then I've, on my JK that, that I do off-roading, I put, um, it's a rock hard, for, uh, rock hard system that's all the way through. And it's similar to the one, Tony. I think you're thinking about putting on your uh, on your gladiator. Oh, excellent segue there, <laughs> gladiator. My name is Gladiator.
1: Gladiators, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? This
0: is <laughs> not why. You
1: know, it's funny. Russell Crowe was talking the other day. I think it was the other day. I think it was on YouTube or something that I saw, and he was talking about how he thought that movie did a lot better than what he expected for him personally. That really thrust him into the uh, the limelight. And if you do, you guys don't know what the hell I'm talking about, that was, yeah, that was Russell Crowe, and uh, I think it was called Gladiator. But uh, yeah, pretty cool movie. Yeah um so uh talking about the jeep talk show gladiator the 2021 jeep talk show gladiator uh you know we i think i've mentioned this on the show prior as far as wanting to get the motorbuilt skid system but i don't remember if i actually mentioned why Uh, i guess it was a couple of years ago when wendy scheduled a jeep talk show california off-road event right there at gold mountain uh, and uh, she and Bill actually uh, put out a list of what the, the minimum things you were going to need for this run. Now, of course, you don't have to have all these things on all the trails in California. But the ones uh, that they had planned, this is what, uh, what you needed. So 35-inch tires minimum, uh, lockers. And an aftermarket skid plate system were the requirements for where they were going to go. So I was really interested in going back to California, especially back to Gold Mountain. And the the possibility of me actually being able to go off-road in my own Jeep was uh, was very interesting. So I started looking uh, for skids. I mean – I do not have lockers, but I do have kind of uh, whatever that thing called a limited slip in the the rear, uh, and I figured I would get over that. I think Wendy and Bill kind of gave me the the thumbs up that I'd probably be just fine. That worst case is I'd have to be winched, and uh, but the skid system they really felt that that was going to be necessary. So I had not looked at skids uh, for uh, the for the Gladiator until that event. Uh, ultimately, I didn't go and I, and I didn't buy the skids. Um, but, uh, so I'd already bought front and rear bumpers from MotoBuilt. So it was, and I, I really liked the quality and the, the, the build quality of those bumpers. So naturally I went back to MotoBuilt to look for uh, skid systems. Now there are multiple companies out there that sell skid, uh, skid plates for the Gladiator and, uh, you check them out. But, uh, I, I kind of focused in on the MotoBuilt. My God, I was in love with this thing when I first looked at it. It is so, uh, Flat and slick, nothing for anything to, to get a hold of. Uh, I think that we decided on the, the Zoom meeting last night that the, 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 the little bins that they have around the edges are like uh, boat uh, boat bins or boat edges or something. Anyway, it just right. it's not flat where uh, it's going to catch on something, so uh, I really like to look at this. And I was—I've been wanting to get them for a long time now. And of course, this is one of those uh, Jeep uh, updates or things that you put on your Jeep that uh, nobody is going to get to see unless something bad happens. <laughs> then they'll get to see it. Uh, but it's—it's uh, it's simply a protection, simply something that helps you uh, keep your Jeep uh, going and getting over obstacles. Uh, and allows you to do uh, tougher obstacles too. Uh, if, even if the jeep doesn't uh, doesn't need it, it makes you feel better doing the tough tougher obstacles because you know you got well, some protection.
0: Actually, it's good for my marriage, Tony, because I you know all jeeps come with some strategically placed skid plates yeah, or, yeah. or or braces that are that are you know. But when I was going off road with a jeep without skid plates on it, and we'd rub on a rock going over it. My wife would be screaming, "What's that? What's that? Yes. What did we do? Did yeah. you just hurt the Jeep?" Yeah. Now, she knows I've got a full skid plate system under there. She doesn't ask that question quite as intently now. She's oh, like, "Was that a skid?" It's plate? it's it's still
1: hard to listen to though. It's still scary, <laughs> you know, like, Ugh. but but yeah, I mean, it gives you that it's, peace of mind.
0: It is definitely peace of mind for me and, and for my passenger.
1: Yeah. So I was shocked whenever I saw this uh, this motor built uh, skid system for the Gladiator. Uh, like I may have already mentioned, it just looked like a work of art to me. And it, it covered all the critical parts. And, you know, I really didn't think about this until recently. Uh, I was looking at the skid system. It even protects your exhaust system in the uh, back there at the bed. Uh, Of the Gladiator Not all the way back But for for a good part Because that'll ruin your day It may not keep you From uh, doing the trail Or getting back home But it's going to be loud When you've torn off That muffler
0: (laughs) Or even if you just Flatten it And then it sounds like One of those Jetson cars Yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this past April I went to EJS For the first time And the Gladiator Did great I don't want anybody Thinking that you need To get skids uh, Aftermarket skids Before you go to EJS. You can take a bone stock, uh, Wrangler or Gladiator uh, out there in Moab uh, you, you're you not going to be doing everything that the people that are built up are doing but you can certainly do uh, 90% of the stuff and, and truth be told you could probably do it all but uh, you probably would take some damage so I don't want anybody thinking that you actually have to build your Jeep up before you go to Easter Jeep Safari or go off road or go to Moab Your your Wrangler Gladiator is very off road capable from the factory floor and I'm not just it's talking just about the like- I'm not just talking about Rubicons either. I mean any of them that uh, they're all four-wheel drive, so
0: well, they're all very capable. Yep. It's just what, you know, so just like my progress, right? I started with a stock Jeep and then went to built Jeeps and then but you keep adding modifications so you can maybe do more difficult things. So you just have to make sure you pick and choose. Mm -hmm. And it's fun.
1: It's fun making the modifications, too. So EGS 2024 is on my list of things to go uh, do and have fun. Uh, Look at the scenery while I travel off-road. Well, my head's on the swivel when you're out at uh, Moab. It's just so much fun seeing all that stuff. So I really wanted to have these skids before going to uh, EGS 2024. So those bastards at MotoBuilt started running a Black Friday sale now, well before the actual Black Friday. I hate when they do that. So they got me with a 30% off of their skid system. That was like $494 savings. I ordered it. And I have been uh, watching installation videos. uh, And uh, uh, this system is so easy to install. Uh, and and uh, you, so, from what I've read, I'm going to find out uh, per in person here uh, shortly. But you take off about 85 pounds of factory skids. We had a long discussion on the uh, the roundtable meeting about this last night. Uh, and I'm going to be putting on 240 pounds of moto built skids. Now, not everybody will tell you this, but the, the the weight down low will bring down your center of gravity, and you'll be able to make those 90 degree turns a lot faster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lower center of gravity is a good thing
1: Yeah, and even off-road the lower center of gravity is a good thing So uh, not only will it give you protection It's going to change the center of gravity of your, of your Jeep And uh, that's uh, like, like I said, it's always a good thing Now, uh, oh, the downside Is not having this visible For everyone to see It really is a work of art And scheduled delivery Is
0: Thursday, which is Today you know, it is something, Tony. You spend all the money on upgrades, whether it's axles or, or drag links. And axles you
1: can and, kind of see, though.
0: I mean, if, if you yeah. have a good
1: eye, you, you know what you're looking at.
0: That's like peeking under somebody's skirt. I mean, you got to lean down and look under their Jeep. And and so you put all these mods it's on. It's never and,
1: as and, and much fun as whenever they just kind of like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And they spread their legs a little bit. And, and I'm talking <laughs> about Greg from Unofficial Use Only. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't even want to think about that. But, but, you know, you put an angry girl on, everybody's going to notice. Oh, he
1: had no angry girl on there, th- unfortunately. That would have been preferable. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki
0: G. Hey,
1: this is Nikki G. And you guys talked about BLM closing trails at Moab. Moab. Oh, I'll be we we're utterly up. ridiculous." Ahead. I hate to hear that. It's bad enough they go into the cities, yeah, riot, yes. and loot rob our liquor stores. <laughs> now they're going out to the countryside and closing our trails. That, that is just, oh, I, that, that irritates me so much. Oh, God. And by the way, here in uh, North Carolina, BLM means bacon, lettuce, and mater sandwich. Yes. <laughs> well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I used to have a fear of facial hair. Yeah, but now it's growing on me. Oh. All right, boys and girls. I'll chat to you later, and you have a good one. Bye. So I shared a I shared yeah I don't know I shared a BLM uh, story about B I mean the closure of trails out at Moab. I shared some of it uh, from uh, Tread Lightly, I believe, on Instagram, and uh, somebody actually commented, "Please make mention that BLM is Bureau of Land
0: Management." <laughs> right, right, right. Our, well, our first time, so it was in 2020. So it was fairly soon after some of the incidents, the protests, right, that went on with, uh, in some of the urban areas. And they had a tip jar sitting out on the counter at a Jeep store oh, no. that said, donate to BLM. And we're all looking at it going, what? And they had to explain to us that it's the Bureau of Land Management who's the people that help coordinate the access to the trails out there. But Yeah, well, we need to
1: start paying those people off so they do things we want them to do.
0: All right. So every
1: Friday, we have a new interview, and we're excited to announce that in our next interview episode uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll be uh, featuring a special guest, Don Rycroft of rpmsteering.com. Are you familiar with rpm steering, uh, uh, Chip?
0: I am not. You need to check them out
1: Uh, aluminum, uh, drag link, and uh, tie rods. And that really, really neat. I had a great, you know, I'm not a big fan of aluminum anything, skid plates or. uh, anything that can get, uh, get bent because, uh, at least with the steel, it'll bend and it'll still be in one spot. I mean, it will be still in, in in place. It may be bent. You may have to replace it, but at least you're going to get home. Uh, it may help be hard to steer, but, uh, so, so Don and I had a really good conversation about aluminum and I feel better about aluminum, at least on the, uh, the, 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 steering parts.
0: Yeah. You know, I went with steer smart and their heavy duty steel for my, you're going to listen out. to
1: this. We talked about steer smarts as well. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, but, uh, you know, I guess it looks too, are you, it's a daily driver and you're adding weight to it and you want, you're worried about MPGs and all those things. Although if you own a Jeep, you're probably not that worried about MPG. But, but I, I, if I had a Jeep that I wasn't going to go out and really beat on rocks, um, aluminum skid plate systems are not bad. and, And I would Tend to think. I mean, hell, they've gone to aluminum steering knuckles now in the in the JLS. Well, right? I
1: and I talked about that and how you could uh, get the uh, the heavier steel ones on there, which um,
0: you can. But they, I and, and I was very concerned when I heard that. I'm like, that's one of the first things I probably want to upgrade. But then I heard that they're steel shafts and that they actually wear pretty well and and even some of the people that I highly respect are saying, you know, some of these aluminum parts are are very durable. No, so yeah. I no, they can't I, I be. They can't. I'm looking forward to it.
1: They can't be stupid, but uh, I mean, and just put something on there that's going to break. It's just not going to be good. But they don't even put them on the uh, the Rubicon, so the the Mojaves and uh, well, the diesel the ones. Yeah. They don't.
0: They don't. They put steel ones on some of those, and yeah. so there may be a reason for that. But I'm curious to see where it all goes. I mean, some of our listeners, you know, some of the people in the Zoom room have been running those aluminum ones and don't have any problems. So mm-hmm. I. I'm not afraid. Of, I'm curious to hear about the interview now. To, yeah. to hear about the no. aluminum.
1: Yeah, we don't talk about the uh, the knuckles, but uh, definitely uh, no. interesting about the uh, the steering components that they sell. And uh, oh. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Julianne from uh, Wrangler Her and uh, Chick Chat uh, runs all the RPM uh, steering stuff. So there you go. All right, in this uh, this uh, uh, must-have stuff for your Jeep. Now, this is not nearly as exciting as knuckles or steering components, but the uh, SQQP, I don't know where they come up with these company names, random number generator I guess, uh, roll bar, sunglasses holder, and storage bag, and, and this is the cool thing, it's a roll bar uh, item, so uh, the the Wrangler JKTJCJJYJJLUJLJLU uh, JL, my God oh there it is there's the Gladiator JT because I got them for my uh, two of them I got it in the Gladiator the, the, the you got a roll bar that's where these things go so uh, I mean if you got a uh, one of those grab handles there uh, that that might be an issue but uh, I don't on the Gladiator and frankly after uh, one of them broke on my my daughter's one of those nylon things broke I don't think that anybody should have. Uh, have those things especially if they're going to actually use them because uh, when that thing breaks you, know, you drop uh, I would do, go with a metal uh, grab handle before I would go with one of those nylon things frankly.
0: so I've got both I've got both because when you're on some of these angles sometimes you can't get in the Jeep without grabbing on with both ends.
1: Yeah that's true so uh, it's a, a decorative and practical, convenient storage, make your uh, your Jeep look neat and advanced. I really went another direction with the Gladiator. I've kept all the wires behind the dash uh, for the most part and uh, have a, a, nice, a real nice mounting system uh, for uh, phones and chargers and uh, my GMRS radio, and uh, everything's nice and hidden away, and uh, I just didn't want a, a trashy center console with uh, various glasses and sunglasses and stuff being there and uh, recently, uh, my wife had uh, forgotten her sunglasses and I said, well, this is silly. I'll get another one of these holders. You just put a set of uh, glasses in that, uh, on your side and you'll, they'll be there ready for you anytime that you're in the gladiator. And of course, if you're driving the gladiator, you, you may have to reach over there to get them out of that, uh, that holder, but at least they'll be there. You'll have that option. So yeah, check it out. Uh, just go to this episode, 927 and uh, in our show notes, and you will see a link to uh, Amazon where you can uh,
0: get these. Yeah, so you could put them on both passenger and driver's side. And you know, I went to this SQQP. I, I googled them just to see what it was about, Tony. And they've got a lot of neat little add-on creature comforts. That probably, you know, the sixteen ninety nine on this one. Oh God! There's you a can, lot of you can just go broke stuffers.
1: buying Jeep accessories. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: but stocking stuffers. Christmas is right around the corner. That's
1: very true. That's very true. You know, it's always a little sad when we hit the end of the trail, but there's always another trail ride just down the road. Jeep Talk Show has four episodes a week, Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe and never miss an episode. And speaking of subscribing, uh, consider keeping the Jeep Talk Show on the air. Yeah, I know. not there's, there's no air there. Uh, by subscribing to the show via Patreon. The place to go for all the information and how to subscribe and how to contact us is at jeeptalkshow.com contact. Broadcasting since 2010.